Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, the saga of the famed Cathedral Cove walking track in the Coromandel continues. This week, the Department of Conservation says it, or has said, it may never reopen. It was closed nearly a year ago after being badly damaged by that extreme weather that hit the upper half of the North Island. And docs say a report is expected in June, and that will give them a better understanding of the state of the land and where a new track can be built, if it can be built. But locals say the track could have already been up and running. Mercury Bay Business Association spokesman Ray Van Bainen spoke to RNZ in October last year, and now as the one-year anniversary of the closure draws near, his frustrations have reached new heights. Hi, Ray. Good afternoon, and thanks for the opportunity to comment. Yeah, good to chat with you. How have the last uh, 11 months or so been for you? Does frustration cover it? Look, I think as a general rule, that is a feeling throughout the community. I mean, we're enjoying some beautiful weather, and uh, it's nice to see some visitors back in this part of the Coromandel, but... What we're really faced with is a a situation where some 11 months after the events of Cyclone Gabriel, we've had no action from the Department of Conservation in terms of their responsibilities around cyclone recovery and also access to the famed Cathedral Cove Recreational Reserve by the foot track, uh, as is required under their legislative requirements under the Act and in their um, other... um, statutory responsibilities around access for both tourism and recreation. What's the state of the track um, as far as you can see it? I'm sorry, just repeat that, please. What is the state of the track? Well, I've I've walked it recently. I would estimate uh, that 90% of the track is unaffected by the storm itself. The department have dropped some big trees across the track, I think, to prevent people from walking it. There's about 10% of the track which has got some reasonably serious damage by way of a landslip. Uh, but that's repairable, and then we've got some steps that lead down into the cove itself, which also need to be replaced. Uh, but this is in a benign environment, which is prone to slips, as is the whole Coromandel Peninsula, and it's nothing new. And uh, for many, many years, there have been weather events, uh, the track's been repaired or upgraded, and it's been accessible to everybody again. Uh, I've got a note here, I'm not sure where this is from, DOC plans to commission a further six months of land stability monitoring and will consult with local iwi on a number of options which will then be shared in September. Is that September this year, in your understanding? Yes, and and my comment on that is that uh, we pressed very hard for them to do that monitoring and that testing, but it didn't happen. Uh, The last testing was done, I think it was completed in June of 2023, Since then, no testing, no monitoring. We can't understand why that hasn't been the case. Now they're saying they're going to resume doing testing and monitoring and they won't have any answers till June. And yes, they will be consulting with with local iwi and that's a good thing as they're key stakeholders, but they're not consulting with local communities and local businesses. And what's going to happen is they'll, or they're saying they'll present us with some options in September 
which in effect means that the track will probably be closed again for another season, which is just not acceptable. What effect does the closure have, apart from a few um, people not being able to go see a beautiful part of New Zealand? Well, it's not just a few, Jesse. We're getting, at at, at peak, there were up to 300,000 a year walking the track. It's the second or third largest, almost popular tourist visiting sites in the whole of New Zealand. So we're talking about a very large uh, amount of people. Secondly, tens of millions of dollars have been lost in the local economy. In New Zealand, one in 10 depends on tourism for their employment. In the Coromandel, it's one in five. And when we're having this effect where tourists are just not coming because this key icon or iconic attraction is closed, they're going elsewhere. And that's great for other places further down the country. But uh, after two years of COVID and then another year of very bad weather, um, some of the businesses are at their wit's end around this. And really, Doc needs to step up, give us a clear plan as to what is going to happen and when it's going to happen, and then involve us in that process. And sadly, that's still not happening. What is the problem then? I mean, what do you think is the problem? Why hasn't this happened already? Is it because the department is being too risk-averse? Is it too bureaucratic? What's the problem, do you think? Um, I, I think I think they are being... I mean, the Tonkin Taylor, their geocheck report was pretty clear on the levels of risk, and they were acceptable, and they were workable. The department put their own risk matrix across that, and it's so it's so tight that most of the tracks around the whole of the country would be closed if they applied that risk matrix. And we're not talking about uh, the Tongariro Crossing. We're talking about a relatively benign, well-paved track in a very nice environment, which has slips from time to time. Uh, I think the other reason is that, from our view, uh, the, co- the, the department has become more fundamentalist in their approach around conservation, and they're not focusing on things like tourism. They're not focusing on recreation. And they're certainly not too concerned about the impacts on the local economy or New Zealand Inc. as a whole. Interesting. You'd like to see a short-term repair in the meantime while a longer, to quote Doc, a robust, detailed and properly resourced plan is worked out. Do I have that right? That's exactly right. And I mean, we're ready to go now. We've got people who have offered their time and money and efforts and expertise in engineering in building and contracting, uh, we've offered those resources to the department, we've offered them plans, we've offered them a whole lot of assistance, but they haven't been acknowledged and they haven't been uh, responded to, which is very sad. Yeah. A few people on text um, reminding me of Cave Creek. I'm sure that's uh, a comparison that's been made to you as well, and I guess the implication being that if you're cavalier or if you're not careful enough with infrastructure on dock land, then, you know, it can be tragic. Look, I think that Cave Creek had a major impact on the way that dock respond to the risks and uh, the situations that they're in. And I don't have a difficulty with that, but Cave Creek was a, was a visitor platform which was very poorly built uh, and it uh, resulted in some tragic deaths. We're talking about a, a walking track uh, through some very nice countryside. Uh, it is not dangerous. Uh, there are no life-threatening risks. Over the last uh, nine months, we estimate that thousands of people have walked that track and we've had one reported injury, which was a strained calf muscle. So 
I think it has to be appropriate to the environment. Yes, dogs have responsibilities and they need to take those seriously, but they need to balance that with providing people with access to one of the great beauty spots of our country. And people who walk these sort of tracks are well prepared and they're sensible and uh, anyone with a good pair of shoes and a sun hat and a bottle of water and a reasonable level of fitness could tackle this track very, very easily. And my challenge is for people, especially the media, is come and have a look for yourself. Come and walk it and see for yourselves what level of damage there is and then make up your own mind. Out of interest, Ray, is it legal to walk it right now? I don't think it's illegal to walk it. Uh, <laughs> not, no, 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 let's look, talk about the legal perspective. DOC have already publicly said that they cannot or will not prosecute anyone for walking it. They are trying to deter people from walking it or strongly recommend that people don't walk the track and they've put large signs and barriers up. Uh, but it, I don't think it is illegal itself. If it was illegal, then they probably would be prosecuting people. But the volume of people that we're talking about, uh, I don't think that's really a viable proposition. And uh, it's not a matter of flouting the law. It's a matter of people making their own minds up around what level of risk is acceptable and then taking that from there. Thanks, Ray. Nice to talk to you today. My pleasure. Thank Ray Van Bainen is the uh, spokesman for the Mercury Bay Business Association calling for faster action on the reopening of Cathedral Cove or the uh, the track to get to Cathedral Cove. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. Or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.